Hello, I'm Howard, stroke Barry White, and welcome to the 9320 Review podcast, the show that was up until 4am watching AFTV and is a bit emotional. We're looking back at City's 24th Wednesday Premier League win on the bounce and a season-defining, perhaps era-defining, let's see what ASAN says, 4-1 win over Arsenal, a game that was men versus boys. To do so, we've got football podcasts Logan and Kendall Roy. Uh, in no particular order, it's ASAN and Stefan. Uh, good morning, Asan. How are you? Well, I need to know who Logan Roy is. If, in is no particular Stephane? order, it's Asan <laughs> and Stephen. That's a bad choice of uh, fictional characters. Oh, okay, Howard. I'm, 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 in a, I'm in a great mood. What can I say? I didn't sleep very well. I found it really hard to get to sleep. But boy, what a night. 2 a.m. Boy, what a night. 2 a.m. Yeah. I think I got to sleep, yeah. If if I'd have done this, if I'd have if I'd have hosted this podcast, my intro would have been Manchester City put Arsenal over their knee like a naughty toddler and spanked them for ninety minutes because that is what happened. Well, we can have a director's cut as well if you want. So I like it. Yeah, someone who I think got to bed even later than us or got to sleep anyway. Uh, good morning, Stefan. How are you? Uh, yeah, good, good. So I, I think I'm also Barry White this morning. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think I've also got the frown lines for for Logan. So I'm going to go. I'm going to take. I'm going to take Logan. Sorry, I already picked that because I watched the most recent episode yesterday afternoon. Don't, so. No spoilers. No, no spoilers. No, no, I'm not doing spoilers. I'm just saying that it was on my mind because I, I couldn't. If we do the, I couldn't concentrate was... on actual work yesterday afternoon. So if we actually do the treble, I'll do the Kendall Roy rap. On a, oh, uh, on a podcast. I'm kind of gooding for Arsenal now. <laughs> <laughs> Stefan, you went to the match and went back to London. How was your journey home? Oh, my God. They closed the M6 in parts and they closed the M1 as well. It was uh, about five hours. I mean, I, look, the only good thing is that we weren't Arsenal fans coming back because how they would have coped with that. I've no idea. Yeah. Uh, it was actually quite amusing. We stopped off. Uh, I don't even know where it was. Quite close to London in the services. Everything's closed. Walked through the door and uh, Fleetwood Mac are playing. And, uh, and the Arsenal fans that are there are just going, oh my God. I mean, is this some kind of, is this some kind of joke? It's literally playing out. I'll follow you everywhere. <laughs> Oh, I thought they were actually playing in there. So yeah, well, they, they could have been. I mean, it felt like that for uh, for me. But um, uh, yeah, I mean, it's incredible. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, not a good journey back. But uh, of uh, of journeys back. Yeah. You know, when you win like that, it's it's basically fine, right? Yeah. Well, that's what happened after beat United in the semi all those years ago. I think. Motorway after motorway was short, a very long journey, but hey, we'd won, so it was a bit easier to cope with. Right, let's talk about football. We're on a tight schedule this morning. Uh, Stefan, I think you're the a good barometer for City fans, or, or we both are. How did you feel in the lead-up to this match? Did it? Did you feel the nerves of, say, like Liverpool the other year, or big the big, big games of previous years, or were you a bit calmer about it? Or? I was much calmer until... Mm. I was in the queue for the fish and chips at City Square and I just had this moment and it wasn't to do with the fact that the guy came around and said, we've only got 20 portions left and I was about 23 in the queue. It was, it was more than that. It was the game. I just had this wave of, of tension. Uh, but then I did get my fish and chips. There was more than 20 portions. 
it was, I think, the City Square fish and chips is one of the best fish and chips anywhere. It's not the hip-hop one, is it? Yeah, I thought oh, yeah. it was amazing. God, yeah. um, and and the pangs went, and then the game, you know, and then the game started. And so I was, I was, um, I was relatively calm for for ninety percent of the lead up. Yeah, yeah, me too. I've been a lot worse than this. Let's put it that way, a lot worse. Uh, Asen, I don't don't need to ask you, do you? You were quite calm and confident. No, it's a bit. I mean, for some reason, I got a little bit shook by the uh, by the fact that Xhaka was starting. It, it when I saw mm-hmm. that, it for some reason it it just made me apprehensive. Um, but I think the the big lesson from for me from last night is that I should probably trust this team. I think that when when Kevin De Bruyne is in big boy mode, mm. it's just you know, well. The, when yeah. you talk about trusting the team, when you saw the lineup, did that trust remain? Yes, absolutely. Cut off. I'm... Yeah, just to go over it very quickly, obviously everyone knows this. Uh, a bit unexpected with the back four Walker in. Surprising, probably. Uh, we didn't know where the players were going to line up, but I think we knew probably a Kanji at left back, bit of pace against Saka. It didn't uh, alter your confidence for the match? No, not at all. On the contrary, um with Ake being out, I was a little bit... I had something in the back of my mind that that Pep would do something... Uh, I don't know. Just I, I was just a bit worried about how he would how he would deal with that problem. And he dealt with it in exactly the fashion that I would like him to deal with problems in, which is pretty straightforward. Um and yeah, no, I, I was just delighted with the team. And as soon as the team sheet dropped, I couldn't wait to get to the game. I was like, right, let's go. Let's, you know, let's let's get this show on the road, so to speak. You know, I was saying to people on uh, just outside, I sort of stopped um, stopped thinking too much about the transfer window, about his individual team selections on the day. I think this season more than any has just reaffirmed that you just go with whatever whatever the guy wants to play around with you just go with it right i mean mm. the whole concept of this uh, of playing of not having any fullbacks and and playing three or four center halves uh you know none of us would choose it uh, and if he wants to go with laporte right wing it, it's fine right I mean he'll have a reason for it and we I think we're just beyond for me anyway we're, we're a bit beyond the whole trying to work out what's actually going on in the guy's brain and um, and how it all fits together I do like to claim at least some uh, potential insight in suggesting that Walker might start yeah absolutely we, we talked about it on Friday on the Friday spaces I did think there was a possibility that he might not do that unfortunately it is the end of Laporte. I mean, I don't, I don't see, I don't see how you come back from that. I mean, it's actually, it's not just, it's not just from a tactical perspective. It's also, I think, probably quite humiliating within the dressing room. Mm. Mm. Something must have gone on there because I, I just don't think that I don't think Guardiola's in the business of of humiliating players, and I don't think he's in the business of completely icing players out. 
Um, I think there is definitely with Laporte, there have been stories for a couple of years that he's got a very similar personality to Cancelo. And if that is the case, then he's probably made whatever bed he's lying in right now. But he loves Akanji as well, right? I mean, you know, yeah. he, is in, he is in love with the guy. Well, Pe- well, Pep commented on it after the match. He was very conciliatory about it. Uh, though I do agree, it, it, I think it's felt for a while he's going in the summer. But he did explain it after the match that uh, he was he bigged up Laporte. But he said Akanji's previous performances against Bayern just made him a must-pick, basically. So, you know, according to Pep, it was more about Akanji rather than, a, you know, a dismissal of uh, Laporte, but still, I think from previous games and lineups and stuff, uh, I don't think much has changed. It seems very unlikely to me uh, that yeah, that he'd be here next season. But who knows? That I think Akanji is. I think to be fair to Akanji, he's just a better one-on-one defender. He's quicker. He's stronger. He's more aggressive. He's more proactive. He's everything that Guardiola wants from everything that you need to be to be a defender when you're defending one-on-one uh, in a City team. So it's not it's not that much of a shock that even from a characteristic point of view, he'd go, well, I would rather play a Kanji on his wrong foot on that side than play Laporte there. And I rate Laporte. I mean, I think, I think Laporte on his day is a world-class centre-back. Um, but, you know... Yeah, well, it's a sacker decision, especially as he likes to cut in, I guess. Being right-footed could have its... Uh advantages as well so right nice TIFO isn't it does that count as a TIFO what is a TIFO I don't even know what a TIFO is no. whatever it was it looked pretty I sexy. think he's got a fan created a TIFO I think the I think Mondial or whatever it's called <laughs> I was will, to say that yeah. we'll, we'll have a there'll probably be an article about uh, how City have desecrated the the concept of a TIFO by having a corporately designed Ultra contemporary reference to a new song. Mm. Uh, I'm sure we've done something wrong there. Nice banner. Let's just call it what it is a banner. Yeah. So, there yeah. You go. Not much. Help. I felt a bit, I did feel a bit sorry for everybody in the lower part of that. Well, actually, <laughs> too, because they couldn't see any of the sort of, uh, you know, the build up to the game. They were just like, sorry, guys, you're just not watching anything for five minutes. A little, a little part of me little evil part of me did want it to get stuck so that there was 27 minutes into the game and still trying to... I was, <laughs> I was thinking it might take a while to, for, to yeah. wrap this up, actually. Yeah, they had it, they had it sus, though, didn't they? Yeah, they did it well. Uh, Asan, how did the atmosphere sound uh, away from the ground? Because it was, I think, lived the first half at least lived up to expectations for me. It sounded electric. It really did sound electric. And actually, quietly, I think that um, the Etihad has become a real fortress. Um, and, and, you know, we had this conversation on WhatsApp the other day. This isn't a recent thing. You know, we, we've... That, that stadium knows how to lift itself for big games. It's that simple. Um, there's never been a bad atmosphere in a big game. And he, I think if you think about... If you go back to that Liverpool game... Um, the famous one that we that we always talk about with the with the Aguero goal, but like that night, considering where the league was going into that game, it could have been edgy and it couldn't could have been nervy, and it was neither of those things. It was, you know, it was riotous and it was riotous again last night. I mm. love it. And the weather held, yeah, it was nice. Right, the game itself, Ace. Um, of course, a goal after seven minutes helps. 
an early goal in a big game. Oh, yeah, there's no better, no better feeling is there to transform your mood and for both teams as well, for both set of fans. But even before that seven minutes, did you get a feeling about of what was to come? Well, I got the feeling that Michael Oliver was going to be an appalling official for, for the entirety of the 90 minutes because before the goal is the penalty that isn't given. I couldn't remember when that was. Somebody needs, somebody needs to explain to me how that is not a penalty. Well, I'll let me have a go, right? So I've not watched any of the TV, obviously. No, 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 no. I've seen the clip. Sorry, I've not oh, heard. No. I've not okay. been. I've not been um, sort of prejudiced by the analysis. Okay, so I've seen the clip very clearly uh, uh, on my phone. I got the. I got the clip in the gra- in the ground. Right now, think about it like this: neither player touches the ball. Um, he, uh, um, uh, Partey is in front of, by the time the, the contact comes, his leg is in front of KDB, right? So why, why is it, look at it the other way around, why is it not a foul? Because he's in front of, he's in front of KDB, that's why KDB has kicked him. So therefore, why is it a foul on KDB? And I know how you can construct it being a foul in that, He's about to put the ball in the back of the net and basically his shot is blocked by a player that doesn't touch the ball. I get that. But if, you're, if you've got to make a decision, it seems to me that it's not unreasonable that the guy that's in front and he must be... In, it's, like, it's like, you know, like when... What's the, isn't a, I don't know whether it's actually true, but they always say in a car, if you hit the car in front doesn't matter what the circumstances yes, are, you know. It's, it's, I understand it, what you're saying. So, so let me... Is that, I don't. <laughs> well, you know, you know, like if, if someone slams on their brakes and you go into the back of them... It's your fault. You're, it's your fault because you should have been far enough behind them not to, not to hit them. Basically, if you're in front and somebody hits you, including in football, then it's a foul and not a foul the other way. But that's not strictly speaking true because the the analogy that I would draw is if you make if if KDB is trying to run past Thomas Party and Thomas Party sticks his leg out, well that's a trip and it's a foul. If KDB is trying to run past Thomas Party and Thomas Party puts his body in the way and makes no attempt to play the football, that's a foul. It's a block. So in this instance, he makes no attempt to play the ball. He basically sticks his leg where KDB is going to strike the football. That's a foul. I know, but nobody's in control of the ball. But the, the, Kev gets the, Kev's getting to the ball if he doesn't stick his leg out. And he's not trying to play the ball. He's literally just trying to stop Kev from playing the ball. It's just a foul. I see your point. I take your point. I'm trying to me. play devil's advocate. No, my, I, my eyesight sees him correct to kick his ankle. I don't know what else there is to see. But No, I don't think that's what. Have you seen the video? It does. The, the view from behind, absolutely, that's what happens. Obviously, different it... views give different... I know, but is that on the video or what you saw live? I know on the video, yeah. Right, okay. Again, two different angles gives you slightly different pictures, as is often Mm. the case. Thanks for listening to the first 15 minutes of the show. To listen to the full podcast and all our content, including reviews, previews, analysis, quizzes and much more, go to 9320.com to sign up now, or simply click the link in the description. So what are you waiting for? Go to 9320.com now for the best, most passionate, impartial coverage of Manchester City and beyond.